It's really discouraging to stream for a charity and try to raise money for a cause, but get no attention, no donations, and no help towards that charity that you're trying to work so hard for. So how do we get viewers interested in our charity streams? Welcome to the Stream Coach TV podcast, the podcast designed to help you up your game as a professional live streamer on Twitch. Every Friday, I give you actionable advice to transform you into the expert content creator you are determined to be. After the episode, come learn more in our Discord channel. Now let's get started. Hello, podcast friends. How have you been? It's been a fantastic week for me. I'm really excited to be back to content creation after about a month of being sick, actually. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Tweet at me what you guys have been up to this week at Ashney Christ. I think whenever it comes to having a really successful charity stream, you need to think about this not only as a streamer, because yes, you are a content creator and you are making stuff online and that's great, but I think we really need to kind of supersede that idea. And there needs to be a mindset shift where not only are we content creators, but we are business owners. So what does a business owner do whenever they are going to release a new product or release a new initiative? They have a big launch, right? They have this really huge initiative. They put a lot of work into it and then they launch their project or their event and it just explodes because they've done a lot of stuff beforehand. So how do we create a launch on Twitch that kind of emulates what all these online entrepreneurs or just online successful business owners, not even online, even just people that are doing it like brick and mortar stores that are having successful launches. How do we emulate those strategies to bring them into our Twitch stream? and have successful charity streams. So that is going to be our topic this week. And for those of you that don't know me, my name is Ashni Christ. I've been on Twitch since 2012. I've been a streamer since 2013, and I was full time for six months. But for some reason, my stream never really took off like really popular streamers, like um, maybe Dr. Disrespect or Shroud or any of those guys. And so the past probably two and a half years, I have really been focusing on learning more about this industry and learning what it really takes to take someone from my level of streaming up to someone like Dr. Disrespect with maybe 30,000 or 40,000 viewers. Like what's the disconnect there and why is his content so much more valuable than mine? So my goal now is actually to help streamers out with these crazy questions that I've had for so long. Like why am I not getting viewers? Why... <clears throat> Why is someone else's content so much more valuable? How do I give more of myself in a way that doesn't make me feel exhausted? And, you know, a lot, a lot more questions as well. For those of you that have listened to the podcast before, by the way, I am also recording this on YouTube. So there have been a few people that have come to me that don't actually have any podcast players, don't listen to podcast episodes. And I have been really into trying to find a way for those people to also receive the same kind of content, but in the way that makes them comfortable. So I don't want to force people to consume content in 
a way that I think is the correct way. Like just because I'm making a podcast and yes, of course, I want you guys to go on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play or Anchor to watch or to listen to this. I also know that there are some people that are just way more comfortable with YouTube. And so I have started recording these episodes. This is actually the first one. I've started recording these episodes to put onto YouTube as well. So whenever the podcast releases, we're going to have those four original podcast spaces, but then also a YouTube link too for the people that are more comfortable with that. So because I am recording this in two different places, there might be a couple of uh, little maybe sound issues or something else that we come up with. And if you're watching this on YouTube, um, you can see that I'm actually holding my lavalier microphone because um, I broke it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'm just going to hold this for the rest of the video. I hope this doesn't bother you too much. What we're going to do here is we'll do a little intro. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more about what it takes to really create a successful charity stream and not be ignored and actually be able to raise money for these incredible, amazing and worthwhile organizations that are doing this work. But then we're going to jump into an interview with somebody who actually runs a charity organization. And that person is Samus89. He actually runs a bit salute and helps out with a lot of different organizations as well. He's a really amazing person. All right, so let's jump right into it, shall we? So the first thing that we need to do to have a successful charity stream is to actually announce it, right? We need to make sure that people know about it. We definitely need to give ourselves plenty of time to make sure that as many people as we know actually know what's gonna happen. Telling people about the cause, of course, is super important. Giving them a general idea and a plan as to what you're going to do is as well. And then letting them know more details are coming. So what this does is whenever you know that you are going to be planning something over the next maybe week, two weeks, three weeks, depending on how long out you plan this charity stream to be. <clears throat> you're able to give a little bit of information to those people at a time. And so this kind of keeps that event in the back of their mind and really gets them excited about it, reminds them to check back. Now, this is a really great strategy, by the way, for people that aren't super established. It's completely different if you are a very well-established streamer. Sometimes you can even announce a charity stream and the next day do it and it be successful just because you already have an extremely established audience. Not everyone has that, and so if you don't, don't, giving people a lot of time to be able to plan for that event is super important. People are busy, right? Like we all have things that we need to do. Most of the people that you know and the people that you want to be involved are going to be content creators and so they're going to need their time as well. They need to be able to put that into their schedule around all of their other content and to give you the attention that you deserve while also not slacking on any of their other responsibilities. We really want this time to be about building up the hype and releasing the information really strategically because as I said before, really well established streamers don't have to worry about that. They can definitely most of the time, <laughs> definitely most of the time, okay, yeah, this is a thing that I say apparently, they can definitely create an event and then do it maybe within the next week, within the next few days, and they already have an established audience, so that event is gonna be successful anyways. But not everyone has that level of establishment, and so I really wanna make sure that everybody knows that releasing info like this strategically in a way that gets people excited is a really great strategy to use because it makes them, <clears throat> 
It makes them remember to come back and to check in. Once you're releasing more information, it gets them excited. So think about it as a product launch. Think about when a big company is coming out with a new product. Most of the time, they don't really just unveil it and they're like, hey, here's this cool new thing. Whenever they do, usually it takes off really well and a lot of people are like, whoa, this is a surprise. We had no idea this was coming, how cool. And that's really great, but you may not be to that level. And so in order to build us up to that level, we want to make sure that people are our people are invested in what we're doing. Like people care about the work that we're putting into things. And the way that you can do that is by getting them more involved in the process, which happens whenever you release information strategically like this. So if you give them a little taste of what's going to come and then we start releasing the information a little more strategically over the next couple of weeks, you know, however far out you plan this charity event to be, the better. I really suggest that you guys release this information maybe like at least two weeks um, or at, at the yeah at the least two weeks um, three four weeks really a month out is the best now when we make an announcement like this usually we want to do it on Twitter, Instagram, <clears throat> Facebook, more than likely you have some IRL friends or family that would be interested in you actually doing a charity stream as well. Um, and then also places like Reddit and all of that. And we'll get into the actual like advertisement aspect of this a bit later. But just so you know, the initial announcement needs to take place on the places where you have some kind of either authority or you have a presence. So what do we do next while we are preparing for this charity stream? The next thing that we definitely want to make sure that we do is reach out to other people who are interested in this event. So when you're reaching out to people who might be interested in this event, if you are well established, you probably know companies or organizations that might have like game codes or products that they can give away during your charity stream. But if you're not as established, you might be able to do something like reaching out to friends who you think would be interested. And that's really great because you can all kind of plan this out together. So some advice here. People are more likely to get invested into a charity stream if they are more involved in the aspect of actually creating it. So the first thing that you want to do is ask around and see who actually might be interested in this event that you're planning. Then maybe make a group on Discord or somewhere else that works for you. And then you can all talk and decide like what charity you want to work with, what event or what uh, things you want to give away during the actual event, what things you want to do whenever you hit donation goals or uh, just ways to make the stream more interactive. So the more that you get these people involved in that aspect of it, the more people are going to be invested in making sure that this charity stream is working. And this is a strategy that I super suggest for a lot of people that are smaller creators. I hate that. I hate saying like smaller creators as if you're not valuable or you're not worthy because you definitely are. Don't ever assign yourself to the idea that you are small, right? 
So if you don't really pull in the same numbers as somebody who is super well established, I think it's a great strategy to band together with your fellow creators, either friends that you have that are streamers, people that you've met, people that you just know are super kind and love charity streams. Really ask around and get as much information as you can from people and whether or not they would be interested, right? The more that you guys bring together your communities, the more that you will have the strength to break through all of these goals and these barriers that we've set up for ourselves. Like we can all band together and really make our dreams happen on any platform as long as we give each other the support that's necessary. So once we've either talked to these companies or talked to these other streamers and we've really kind of figured out the direction for this charity stream, what we want to do is decide the goals of it. So we need to know exactly what's going to happen during that stream and advertise it. And here's the thing, right? You can have so many goals. So maybe a $5 donation does something, a $10 donation does something, a $20 donation, somebody gets to pop a balloon and you have to dance like the dance that was inside of the balloon. Uh, five, reaching a $500 goal means that you have to dye your hair twitch purple or just any other incentives that you guys can think to set up to incentivize people. <laughs> Who knew that an incentive would incentivize somebody? But to incentivize people to actually donate. Because the thing is, people love to see interactivity, right? The most important part about streaming and why it is it is really such a huge part of our culture now and that you see people like Amazon is investing in Twitch and all of this, like, these companies realize that the interactivity and the engagement of a live stream is so important because building relational value is so important and so valuable. Like, yes, we love YouTube and we love those production level, just like amazing quality videos, but also getting to know people and getting to know somebody online and learning more about them and their beliefs while they learn more about you. Forming relationships online is super important and is such a big part of our culture and is trending in that direction. So the reason that these companies are investing in it is because it is so important. So making your stream, your charity stream, as interactive and engaging as possible is just so important. Make this event super fun for people. Make it something that they see and they're like, Wow, it's so I just saw somebody donate $20. This guy popped a balloon and now he's doing like the single ladies dance. <laughs> when people see that, they're going to be incentivized to donate because they don't know what's going to be in the next balloon, right? People are so attached to the engagement of streaming and I think that's its power and that's our ability to kind of draw that engagement out, draw that fun factor out, really makes our streams so much more interesting. And that's what makes charity streams so super powerful. So obviously this gives people more of a reason to donate, especially if they see you fulfilling other people's incentives while they're streaming. The biggest thing here is just Make it as fun as you possibly can. Make people really excited to come in and make sure that you hype it up beforehand. So once you know more about what is going to happen and what the plans are, you've either worked with companies or you've worked with other streamers to really come up with a solid idea, know what's going to happen. 
and advertise it. Post it on Twitter, post it on Instagram, make a video about it on YouTube, talk about it on Reddit, talk about it as far ahead as you can in your stream. Maybe put some kind of profile image or maybe like an event up on your Twitch profile page or make some kind of really cool social media graphics because graphics kind of add to the virality of social media. So make really solid graphics that get people really excited. Like make it something that people see this tweet and they're like, oh, wow, this looks professional. This is really exciting. I'm, I'm pumped about this. Basically, it comes down to this, right? Give as many people as you can the advanced notice. Put as much information as you can in there. Advertise it. Make the event seem super fun. Make really great graphics. Make new stream graphics or make new alerts and create new ways to entertain that you've never really tried before. So really go above and beyond. And this is why events are so, so just lucrative, you know, for companies, but also for streamers is because the amount of work and dedication that it really takes. If you really want to have a successful charity stream, or if you want to have a successful event on Twitch at all, putting a lot of planning into it goes a long way. So now that we've talked about the good things to do, let's talk about the things that you should definitely not do. So number one, don't go into other people's streams and advertise your own stream, even if it's a charity stream. Unfortunately, it does come across as being kind of tacky and you're interrupting the community experience of other people that are there. Usually the people that are in a streamer's chat are very passionate about that streamer. They really love that person. And so if you come in and you're like, hey, this person's good, but also come by my place, they kind of see that as like a an attack, not necessarily an attack, but they kind of see it as rude, right? And we don't want to be that person. Even if you come into somebody's stream and you're legitimately watching and enjoying, and then you're like, hey, I got to go stream now. It definitely comes across as rude still, depending on the person. Some people don't mind it nearly as much, but if you don't know if that person doesn't mind self-advertisements, just don't do it. That's a general rule of thumb. The next thing that we want to do is we don't want to DM or tweet at people asking them to show up or to support you. Unless you are already extremely close friends, this is kind of tacky as well. So it it kind of makes you look a little desperate. And here's the thing with streaming on Twitch, right? You want to be confident in your own content. You want people to to really believe in you and to inspire that kind of belief. You need to believe in yourself. Don't let somebody else's either status or follow numbers, or maybe they have a ton of people watching them. They have a really high viewership. Don't let that impact your ability to have a genuine relationship with them. So don't DM people, don't tweet at them, asking them to come and support you. If they genuinely care about the project, they will show up and the way that you get people to do that is by advertising it and talking about it publicly in a way that really shows that you care and that it is of value, right? So show that it's valuable, show that it's something that people should be at, show that it's going to be a fun experience. People will naturally and organically show up to that experience. So Another thing too is like if somebody says that they just can't come or if they're just not interested, don't guilt them into coming just because it's for charity. This isn't something I see super super often, but it definitely still happens unfortunately. Also, 
unless you are extremely well established, don't announce the charity stream and then just immediately do it the next day without any planning involved at all. People don't have the time to be hyped unless you really plan something out and you're advertising it, talking about it. Um, people will kind of feel like you've kind of sprung it on them. And there are definitely some communities that are really well established and can do this. But for the most part, we want to make sure that we're planning it out and we're putting a lot of thought into it. So it's really fun whenever it does actually happen. All right, so now we know how to set this charity stream up. We know the things that we shouldn't do, but let's talk about what we actually should do during this stream. Number one, and this goes for streamers of any size, is to maintain positivity. Even if you aren't getting as many donations or if you kind of have a lull in your stream, this is important with streaming in general, um, be grateful for literally every single dollar that comes through because that's another dollar that that charity just really, really needed. And every dollar truly does matter. We keep keep reminding people why this work is important, why it's something that you should actually pay attention to, they should actually pay attention to, and why you are doing this. So just talk about why this is something that's important to you and why it should be something that's important to them as well. I started talking about this a lot more recently, but being a good communicator is really important to building a solid stream, just being a solid content creator in general. So communicate as much as you can how important this, this initiative is to you, how important the work that you're doing is, and people were really just feel the things that you're feeling like if you are if you are truly connecting with them if you are truly like giving this outpouring of support and giving them this idea of of how you think the world should be and just being a good person they will really connect with that and they will say like yes yes i truly i believe you and i agree with that and let me let me help let me help this cause that you and these other people you've been working with agree is so important another thing too is just come through on what you said would happen while you were hyping this event up so make sure that everything that you agreed on is going to go down in the actual community um, this is just super important because obviously you want to be seen as somebody that follows through on the things that they say is going to happen. So make sure that you are doing that. And then the third thing I would, th I would say is just have fun. Like this is important and you are doing really great work. And just even if you're not receiving a donation at the time or you haven't had one in like an hour or two hours or at all, have fun and show people that this initiative is important and deserves to be cared about. And when you show them that, and when you express and you're able to clearly communicate that in your stream, it will make people feel that as well. All right, so now that we know what we need to set up a successful stream, what we shouldn't do to set up a stream, and what is good during the actual streams, let's talk to somebody who actually runs a charity organization and talk to them about what else is needed for a successful charity stream. What else you need to mobilize your community or how organization, what? <laughs> how organizations help streamers run successful charity campaigns. So we're gonna shoot it over to, I can't talk today. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> so now we're gonna talk to Samus89.
My name is Ashni Christ. Um, I started on Twitch in 2012. I started streaming in 2013. I was full-time for like six months, um, and I really sucked at streaming. And so the last like two and a half years, I have been just learning everything that I possibly can about how to create a brand online, grow a community online. Um, apparently, I haven't learned anything about how to keep your body healthy while you're doing all this stuff. But <laughs> alas, someday I will get there. And with me, I have someone who has... Have you been on Twitch actually as long as I have? I feel like you've been here longer. I started on Justin TV. So That's right. Yeah, I've been involved with streaming for 10 going on 11 years. That's right. Yeah. Partner times two and you run 8-Bit Salute. Yes. So <clears throat> since our topic this episode is charity tell me a little bit more about 8-bit salute and what you guys do and what your goals are yeah so 8-bit salute is the sort of twitch streaming video game side uh to operation supply drop operation supply drop is a military charity actually based in austin uh, it's a global charity benefiting troops around the world not us we do canada we do english we do europe we've even done australia despite how expensive it was to ship over there i think shipping just their crate alone was like three thousand dollars quite a lot to get stuff over to Australia. Um, and what we do is we provide, we do a lot of things, but primarily we're known for providing video game care, video game care packages to troops and to make fun where there is none, which is our slogan. So basically we give them a sense of normality. The average age of somebody who's deployed is 18 to 25. And the average hobby of somebody of that age is video games. It's quite a common hobby and it's, it's generationally relevant. Not many charities have gone in a generationally relevant field when it comes to helping veterans everyone just thinks older veterans where we try and span everyone uh we're also using video games as a form of combating pdst so whenever they come back for or have an injury a rehabbing instead of just like squeezing a tennis ball so they've got a hand injury they're just sat there squeezing a tennis ball it's not very engaging for the mind their mind is elsewhere probably focusing on how they got in this place how they ended up being hurt we give them Xboxes, PCs, Playstations, put a controller in their hand. They're still moving the same ligaments and tendons, and they're still rehabbing, but their mind's engaged in the game. And two, three hours go by, and they don't even realize they've been rehabbing. And we're slowly but surely seeing a lot of success with that. Uh, we also have our teams, which is like local chapters across the US. And so we did have one in the UK, but uh, with people moving around, it's had to disband for the meanwhile. A few in Canada as well where we get together and we do like, we'll go for dinner. We'll go just hang out. We'll, if there's like a game launch, we'll go down to the local game shop and help them out with anything they need. All just like fun stuff. Like we'll go play paintball together, uh, build homeless veteran shelters. Like um, we had a vet, a, uh, there was a veterans home in North Carolina who got like, destroyed by the storm early uh, towards the end of last year. Our local team went and rebuilt the person's house for them. Uh, so we do a lot of stuff like that as well. Uh, that's like our primary focus and we also have what's called thank you deployments where we take a civilian and a veteran supporter throughout the year and get them, send them to an event of their choice be it e3 pax or like even wrestlemania even the super bowl if we can get tickets like it's not it doesn't have to be gaming it's whatever the veteran whatever the civilian want we're there to help that is so cool so <clears throat> how does that veteran and that civilian get sent to these events they're nominated through the community, be it through our Discord, through Twitter, mm -hmm. or through who we see at each and every event who wants to help out, even if they're like, hey, I, 
I don't live anywhere near the area, but I'm more than willing to fly out and just volunteer at a booth or volunteer do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Like we see, we see who the, like, the recurring names are. Uh, like at the moment, I think the most recent one was actually I'm not sure if he knows yet, so I can't say that because oh. I'm not sure if he knows. So he's going to get it. So I need to keep my mouth shut. Secrets, no secrets blast you. So, <laughs> so what's your personal investment with? helping out veterans and active duty military? So my grandfather was in the military uh, here in England. He served during uh, World War II. Uh, I never got to meet him. He died before I was born, but I've always had his picture from the military. has always been in our house, so I've always felt connected to the military in that way. Um, if you can look to see me, I'm not the biggest or most athletic or strongest person in the world i also have diabetes so i could i'm actually not allowed to be in the military because diabetes is too much of a risk and so i have the utmost respect for anyone who does sign up to serve and protect their country i sit here i answer emails and play video games i can only do that because there's people out there looking after me when if anything was to ever go wrong if there was ever like a war breakout like a global war everything we see that is going on they are putting their lives out of the line. They don't get to see their friends or families for months and months and months, even years at a time, whereas I get to sit here in the luxury. So anything that I can do from my sofa, from my couch, anytime I'm anywhere, like I will give as much time to go help them because of how much they give us. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that's really important. I feel like <clears throat> charity is such a, a huge part of Twitch. And just with my interactions, um, I've actually helped and and coached a few <laughs> active duty military that are looking to kind of create more um, awareness in the active duty slash civilian space, especially on Twitch, because it's such a <laughs> it's such an interesting and a different space. And if you're not involved in it at all, you really don't understand like how much it impacts somebody's psyche to be active duty. So can you tell me um, any stories or any kind of experiences you've had where you've seen just how you guys have positively changed these people's lives? Uh, yeah, so like, we get multiple like emails and responses like, about supplies that we've done, but the favorite story that I've ever been told was actually from Christmas of 2014, so about three months after I first started volunteering and helping out OSD, is we had we'd done our Christmas supply drops, or some of them anyway. Uh, it was in like an active duty zone, so I can't specify. Where, um, but we were, so they all came back from being out in basically a war zone to where their barracks were. And normally there was one guy who said, apparently he always just keeps himself to himself. He goes to bed earlier than most, but a supply drop arrived. So he went and like played it. They're playing Madden, I think it was at the time, like a little mini Madden tournament between all the troops. He comes back to his barracks and a bullet had gone through the wall and through his pillow. <gasps> and there is like a 99.99999% chance he would have been dead if he'd gone back. And oh my God. Because of our supply drop, he was out of his, he was away from him, his natural, I'm keeping myself to myself. He was with other people, engaged and potentially saved his life. Like, we don't know that it would have physically hit him, but there's a good chance that it would have. 
and just that that when I first was told that story, but on like my very first time, I was like, I can't help but feel goosebumps around my neck. And that was like the first time I was like, okay, what we're doing is really making a difference. And like, we get, I've had people who have like, I've met them in a, like, a TwitchCon have come out to me like, hey, I was deployed and I got a care package from Operation Supply Drop, and it made my time so much easier. So like like we actually had something to do with our time and it wasn't just like melting our minds that we were stuck in this xyz place with the worst conditions but we could actually play video games so like, stuff like that happens quite a lot and i'm always just like it's it's my pleasure please please don't thank me like thank you for being there and i'm just glad that we can give you something that helps occupy your mind that's so awesome and that's really scary oh my god where did that random bullet come from we have no idea Oh it's my just... god. That's crazy. So <coughs> talk to me a little bit about how you guys um, either raise money or the different charity events and things that you guys do um, and how Twitch is involved in those events. So Twitch has been fantastic. <laughs> um, it's evolving as well. For, so for charity on Twitch itself, it's just growing as much as streaming itself is. If you go back to... 2013 2014 the only charities you saw on twitch were special effects saint jude extra life and operation supply drop fast forward to twitchcon the second twitchcon there's 10 charities all have booths there fast forward to last year there's over 100 charities all with twitch space most of us are twitch partners it's it's crazy how much it's grown but they are always willing to help um whenever i'm scheduling an 8-bit salute event Eight-bit salute event is eight-bit salute has changed as well. We used to just focus on May being eight-bit salute military appreciation month because in the US May is military appreciation month. But the longer I worked uh, with OSD, the more I was like, we can't just be doing May. We need to be making this more and more. So eight-bit salute is now a 365-day event. Anybody can sign up to stream like in aid of us at any time. We do have focus in May, and we do have. Um, success with uh what we call vectober which is a um an event that starts in october through to veterans day so it changes slightly every year depending when veterans day is um there are two like main events of the year but we again we're making a 365 day campaign if i ever set up a stream with a streamer who's like yeah i definitely want to set up a campaign and like stream for you guys on X, Y, or Z, I will always approach Twitch and ask if they can get a front page for it because they're always wanting to put charity on the front page. Most of the time, it's always agreed upon. The only like really, really hard times to get at the front page for a charity event is on the weekends due to the amount of paid promotion that's there, Like, uh, which is understandable. But from a business standpoint, they can't pass up that mm. sort of that sort of money. But yeah, Twitch have always been fantastic. We've been a Twitch partner unofficially for three years, but we've had our sub button for two years now. And uh, the sub button is great uh, for t us because it doesn't go to anyone. It's not like the people who stream on the channel are getting that money. That money acts as a straight do a straight donation. So if you're subbing to Operation Supply Drop on Twitch, you're basically giving four nine twenty four ninety nine to charity every month. And we have a very high split compared to most partners as well with the revenue sharing. That's awesome. So if somebody wants to get involved with Operation Supply Drop or Eight Bit Salute or anything, how do they do that? And they've got they've got multiple multiple ways. Uh, the first protocol is always to email me my Twitter, uh, tweet me, email me. Like my email is in my Twitter. It's just right there for anyone. They're like, hey, I want to stream for you guys. And then I ask them, 
do they want to stream on our channel? Because our channel is made up by complete volunteers. Like, we don't have anyone who is like the OSD streamer. It's just whoever wants to stream. We set them up with the ability to request time on the channel. And once they're set up with that, they can request that anytime they want, as long as somebody else hasn't requested that time slot at the same time. And that helps us build our contact, uh, build our content, sorry, and grow the channel there. But then they're like, uh, I just want to do like a one time thing. Then they are, we set them up with a time that suits them best to stream for us. We have a stream team on Tiltify. We use Tiltify for streaming uh, this year. So everyone is uh, joining the one team this year, which is a new thing that I'm trying out this year, just to try and see if fundraising is better as, because our new hashtag is I can't, we can. That's our hashtag for this year. Aww. So we've got the one team that everyone joins on Tiltify with a $100,000 goal for this year, which is like the first initial goal. Like Once we hit that, we'll change it higher and higher and higher. And then uh, anyone that's supporting us is all part of one campaign, which makes my life easier as well because then I can track who's raised what and thank everyone who's raising for us because the hardest thing for anybody working in the charity space for fundraising is people who fundraise for a charity without telling them. That's always the hardest. And they're like, oh, yeah, I've done this for you. I'm like, we could have helped. We have like a 70,000 uh, follower Twitter account we could have promoted you from. We could have reached out to Twitch for the front page and just like, oh, I didn't think to say anything. It's like, okay, next time, please tell us that you're doing this. Because right, as much as I know the Twitch community and I've got my list of like four or 500 streamers that I try and speak to on a regular occasion, there's always going to be streamers that I have no idea who they are. Like, it's just it's just the nature of the beast having 20,000 partners I physically can't know everyone right and there's like over a million broadcasters like, I try my best to know everyone but I just just can't do it yeah and so there's, any, anyone there's so many people that are starting streaming all the time hmm. there's just so many the community has just exploded since like 2013 14 it's absolutely crazy I, it's crazy <laughs> like so that when the when Amazon bought out twitch uh, it was when I was first launching my first channel, the first channel company I worked for, and it was insane to see like just the growth of like like the day to day is that like, people actually know what Twitch is. It wasn't this underground sort of scene anymore. Yeah, for Which sure. Which was. So, <laughs> um, do you guys accept? <clears throat> Oh my god, I'm dying. The plague, no. No, don't die. So do you guys accept any streamer of any size to help you out? Any, and to potentially have be, that front page space to be promoted on your yeah, Twitter and all that? It could be the first stream ever. Like, hey, I've never streamed before, but I heard of this and I want to help out. Mm -hmm. we, we will take that person. We will take Josh OG. Like, it doesn't matter. If you want to help, help like that. There is drama in the charity space from time to time. Like, oh, I can't believe that person's raising money for you. I'm like, at the end of the day, that person wants to help. Like, they might. Like, there are there are exceptions. Like, people that I blacklisted and I will refuse to work with, and I I won't contact them if they want to raise money on themselves. Fair enough, but I won't promote it because I don't agree with like a lot of their ethics. But most of the time, I'm like, hey, if they're raising money, they're raising money. Like, don't care about size, drama. Put that to one side. Let's just try and do some good in the world. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's an incredible opportunity for a lot of like smaller or medium sized streamers that are looking to get more eyes on them and, and kind of get more exposure to themselves and their content. So we did have a question from chat that I want to make sure that we get to, which is 
Um, Trollin' with Satan asked, I like the concept of helping vets with gaming, um, but somebody talked. Here we go. What types of games are used, especially with PTSD patients? It's it's normally just down to their choice. Uh, a lot of, funnily enough, Call of Duty comes up quite a lot, uh, as does Madden. Uh, we are slowly but surely trying to experiment with more VR. When it comes to rehab, Ooh. there's a company in New York who uh, who were developing a game that is based around um, rehabilitation, but I'm not sure if it's got if if it actually got greenlit. It was it was there, and then funding did this, and then it's like mm. so that's oh. it's on the it's on the cusp. I think once VR becomes more accessible and more publishers developed for VR, which it slowly but surely is, we will have a lot greater success with VR in terms of rehab. But really, it is just, it is just down to what they want. And funny enough, Madden, FIFA, Call of Duty always seems to be the ones that come up a lot. Uh, I will say that a lot of Bethesda games are played by our veterans that we help. Uh, Bethesda are a huge supporter of us. They give us hundreds of codes into every supply drop that we like. We want to do. Oh, and I should mention, we also have a program called... Uh, Games for Grunts. It's actually currently down because the website is getting reworked. But if you are of a milita- if you have a military background, if you're a veteran, if you're deployed, it's a website you can go in, log in with your military ID, and there's just free game codes that are just there waiting for vets to take for free, which are all donated from developers like Jackbox, like Bethesda. They're just there for vets to have. That's so cool. I love that. But- I want to go. I'll be promoting a lot more once it's actually back up and running again. We had to take it down first. Some sort of something was going wrong, and it was being accessed by people who shouldn't be able to access it. So I had to go. Okay, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Let's rework this. Yeah. What's the ETA for that to be back up? It was meant to be January of this year. So hopefully in the next few weeks. But <laughs> PAX always slows things down because everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, we're out of town for PAX." It's like, okay. Speaking of packs, <laughs> oh my god, hang on. You're, you already have packs, pox. <laughs> I know, right? I don't even have to go to the actual convention yeah. to be able to get sick from it. It's really great. <clears throat> so, talk to me a little bit more about your guys' presence at events and how you kind of reach out um, to people there and how you try to kind of get more exposure to um, Operation Supply Job. Uh, so that's actually that's a very interesting question, and it's changed a lot in the last couple of years. So it, we used to we used to have like a big booth presence at, at every PAX, TwitchCon, RTX. Uh, we'd have like a push-up challenge, and anyone who had, did the most push-ups, and each day would be given like a headset from Astro, prizes like that. Slowly but surely, we were realizing we were spending money that was just wasn't going to fundraising. We weren't seeing. The money going to buy these booth spaces, it wasn't coming back in and sign up. Like we were getting people to sign up to like, yeah, let's do something, and then, then there was no action from that. Mm-hmm. It was just like, so we scaled back. We don't really do booths unless it's a special event. Like at TwitchCon last year, we were part of the sorry, 2016. I forget we're in 2018 already. We were part of the charity decathlon. Same with the first TwitchCon, we were there, which was a booth that was bought for us. So we weren't spending any sort of donation money outwards and so we don't really have but what we do do is street teams and our local teams uh sorry just last time we were, we talked was at twitchcon right i'm not sure if that's aimed at you or me oh yeah that was for me okay sorry three much track, that way. and so yeah we have street teams and our communities 
just go and attend TwitchCon and we just talk to people and like we'll go up to booths, we'll go up to developers, like, hey, we'd love to work with you. Like we're currently working on the process of working with uh do you know who Doom Trooper are? Like uh -uh. one of the it's like one of the original like card games that's now being uh, like digitized and it's making a big comeback. It was like pre Warcraft sort of pre Hearthstone, pre all of that. It was like the very first card based battling game. And awesome. so they're they're on the cusp of their game actually coming out and we're working closely with them. We're gonna be doing an eight bit salute Doom Trooper event once it's ready to go. Uh, can't wait for that. They're actually funny enough the developer emailed me yesterday, like, Hey man, you're gonna be at PAX? I'm like, No, I'm not. Oh, too man. far away. Yeah. But luckily our board one of our board directors, uh, Lance James is and that's that's actually funny enough, met some engineer Lance. Lance also works for Versus Evil, uh, one of the developer companies. Yeah. Sorry, it was about to choke, so I just had to have a slurp there. Um, uh, we do a lot of work with Versus Evil at PAX East last year. We had the twi uh, we had the anti-hero charity tournament. There was four charities, eight uh, different uh, people representing each charity. We had four veterans, four civilians, and it was like a head-to-head -head tournament. Who would like? You had to win your charity, so. We had Bria Lee representing our charity go up against the four, the other four, other sorry, other three from the other three charities, and whoever won, uh, it was like a collective prize pool. So you raised individually, but then there was donations on top, and then whoever won versus Evil and uh, Game uh, Game Wisp made a big, like a big donation to whoever won the tournament, and we came second, which was awesome. And that's another way that our, we are allowed to be it, but well, not allowed, I should say. That's another way that we get to access events with our street teams is. By doing stuff like that because the developers then give us like passes to come attend and give our veterans a, like a chance to attend and it also gives us uh, the ability to do uh, on-base events with streamers because we like to see we like to give back to our streamers who help us out and like show them what they do so at um, east last year julia tv came with us and our local boston chapter and our philadelphia chapter who driven down to a homeless veteran shelter that was being rebuilt and we kitted out that veteran soldier with a whole gaming like room that we built and she actually got to like deliver the games and the consoles and everything herself and she was like that's an amazing experience Aww. and like when east this year hopefully she gets to go back and see it when it because it, it's now finished so she's like i helped with this Aww, so that's actually, so actually cool. getting uh, i always also try to look at other charities and see what they do as successful and saint jude do a fantastic job at showing their streamers how they've helped. And I think St. Jude is one of the, like, they are what every charity is to try and be like. Yeah, they have such an amazing presence in the community too. Oh, they like, do. <clears throat> they just do such a good job of utilizing streamers to like come out and really like promote and help the people that <laughs> really need it. Like the kids and the families. Oh, they do. Really, really and they They've got fantastic teams. Zach and Susan are two of the sweetest, nicest people that you'll ever like get the chance to meet in this industry. And it's a credit to St. Jude that they have those two working for them and helping them grow. That's so great. That's really awesome. I, and I love that you guys too, <coughs> you kind of realized that you going to every event and having like a booth every time wasn't actually helping the true goal and the true reason of your organization which is to help <coughs> dying which is to help active duty and veterans 
And I think that's so cool that you're actually, like, if you know if an organization isn't just trying to fly people out to every event because they're actually focusing their money on the cause, that's how you know the organization, like, really cares and just really, truly, at heart, cares about the people that they're trying to help instead of just, oh, hey, we're a 501c3, so now we get a tax break. Yeah, it's... (laughs) And, like, sadly, there are some charities in Twitch who are like that and do use, like, donation money to send the same 10 people to every event. And after a while, it's a bit like, how are these people getting here? And it's like, you don't want to, like, you don't want to accuse anyone of anything, but it always yeah. does look a bit suspicious. And uh, anyone who's looking to stream for any charity, one website that I would highly suggest is a website called guidestar.org. Uh, it's an independent uh, website that basically ranks what a charity is doing with their funds and how well they're actually doing what they say they're doing. So it's, and it has like platinum to bronze rating and OSD has a platinum rating. So like, that's one like, thing that I pride myself on because people are like, how do you get to do these? Like, cause people have questioned me like, Oh, I see you go to America quite a lot. I was like, yeah, I save up all my wages and then spend all my wages mm-hmm. on flying out back and forth from the States. It's kind of annoying that people have that opinion, but I get it. And then you see it and you start to look around and see uh, like maybe there are some like fishy things going on in else places, but yeah. hopefully that kind of drama has died away and people can focus their random hate elsewhere. Right. That's such a shame that you have charities that are <clears throat> that are actively like just in it for either exposure for themselves or just to get themselves out to like events and to kind of like promote their own personal brands instead of actually helping out the people that they formed the freaking charity for like that's that blows my mind <laughs> uh, it does and like one of the things i like to tell people is that like if we are because like the the charities that get invited to the charity decathlon chop and change every year so it's not you're not going to see the same charities every year mm-hmm. uh, but i love the fact that we get to help other charities out so if, uh, the 2016 twitchcon uh funny enough uh we were next to saint jude and Zach and Susan were both being interviewed and there was no one at that booth. So I was like, I'll run your booth for you. Like, we're all here to help out each other. I know exactly what you do. I've been helping St. Jude's streams for the past, like, three, four years. And um, I actually met one of my friends, Megany. We didn't know each other then, but she came over to thank St. Jude. And I was like, I don't actually do anything for them. I'm just helping them out because they're shorthanded right now. I should wait for the charity next. And now she's done stuff for us, like, both charities. So it's just fantastic. And like we've actually toyed with the idea of the St. Jude, uh, Jude supply drop, which is sending a a supply drop to a to a child from a military like background, but we can't do it until that information is disclosed, because St. Jude is not allowed to know anything about the child's and like family history. So unless the family actually told us, oh, like his mum, her her what her parents, whatever, is from the military. As soon as somebody says that, like okay done we can get to do go do this but at the moment it's just like someone please say this someone please say this because we're not allowed to look we can't then obviously we're not allowed to look into patient background and history and anything like that yeah would they be able to like tell them hey by the way if you want to make this information public (laughs) we can set you up with some awesome game codes and i don't think so i think that's still technically illegal Uh, no as, as much as I wish it was As much as I wish it wasn't, I still think it is. Yeah. That's so unfortunate. 
Dying. Okay. <clears throat> um, so question from Jay Brucifer in chat. <laughs> um, is it because of HIPAA, do you think? Or is it just Maybe. some... It's something to yeah. do with like child the child protection laws and mm. yeah, I all sorts of like, like no sensitive data. <laughs> the exact process was told me by uh, by Zach. He did let me know what it was, but I didn't get a chance to write it down because it, it was like in passing at TwitchCon last year. And I was like, at least there's a reason we can't do it. Like, at least there's a reason this hasn't happened. But I can't remember the exact like terminology that was used. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about how you guys have used streamers to kind of promote um, your, you know, your your cause. And so <laughs> obviously you try to get people on the front page, you promote them on your social media, but are there any things that you've seen streamers do that have just made their, um, their streams or their fundraising go over extremely smoothly and really bring in more money for the organization? Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it definitely always helps if the stream themselves is a veteran, like Spado Gaming, Gen Cupcake, an Idiot Machine. Uh, trying to think of other veterans off the top of my head, Krizzy. They're all veterans. That like, as soon as I mentioned that they're doing that, they were a veteran and how much like they talk about their experiences and how much gaming could have impacted their lives. Mm -hmm. Like that. That's a we always see like good donations from that. Anyone with military family again. Uh, we've had some streamers who've had who had like uh, my friend Erica, her brother's in the military, so he came onto the stream when she was doing stuff for it, and he got again tell first hand experiences. Um, Anthony Confan, I'm sure you guys all know who he is. When he did a stream for us a few years back, he was like, "Okay, uh, what's the longest stream anyone's ever done for you guys?" And I was like, "I was like at max 36 hours." He's like, "Okay, I'm going to do a 60 hour stream," oh my and then he God. just. And he just smashed it. I'm like, how? How are you still alive? How are you doing this? Um, Ray Noveas Jr., bless his soul. Um, one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Uh, if anyone who's uh, familiar with Achievement Hunter Rooster Teeth, I know exactly who Ray is. Um, when he went independent on Twitch and has been like killing it, he did a charity stream for us. And he set his goal at 5,000, which is always a very ambitious goal. Mm -hmm. And he, it was at, like, when he finished his stream, it was something like, 8,000 like from just people just pouring in the love to him and then it suddenly shot up to 13,000 I was like where the hell is this extra like $5,000 come from like on your very last stream like, like the very last like seconds of the stream is like the reason I set that 5,000 goal is I knew that I wanted to give at least 5,000 so if I didn't get a single donation we would have hit that goal but we I was already prepared to give that money so people like Ray who do things like that just always blow us out like blow us out the water and like I can never say thank you enough to Ray for that, and it's been incredible working with him, getting to know him. Because I, I, I come from the internet background. I grew up watching Achievement Hunter and like Rooster Teeth. I'm like, I was like a little bit of a fanboy of Ray's, and now like now he's a friend. I'm like, this is really weird, but really awesome. So it's like <laughs> it's a great pleasure for me to be able to say that and just see the generosity that these streamers have. Because it's not like it's not always from their community. It's it's their money as well. It's not like they're getting paid to do this either. That's like. That's one thing that really like is iffy. Like I've seen people use hashtag ad when they're doing a charity stream, and I'm like, that's they're either not sure what hashtag ad means, yeah, or they're you getting. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You don't have or to do they're that getting for paid <laughs> to do a charity stream, which isn't right. 
because I've heard of some people have get paid to do charity streams if you like in the past. I'm like, which doesn't make any sense because you I, do a charity stream because you are money. a human. Like, yes. you are a human being that cares about other human beings' experiences and you want them to have a better life <clears throat> and you want to help them in their their life experience and <laughs> paying somebody for that uh, i don't know that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me that it's, doesn't make any sense it's yeah it's i just hope that they got it wrong because the whole hashtag ad thing blew up towards uh for most of you last year not a lot yeah. of people really fully understood what it meant so i'm just hoping that they got confused right so <clears throat> For those of you that don't know, if you guys are ever given any like free product um, or you do a paid stream, like sometimes uh, game developers will reach out to streamers and say, hey, we'll pay you like the, the numbers get pretty crazy, get pretty astronomical. They can be very, very small. They can be like, hey, we'll give you like 40 bucks to do this <laughs> or they can get up into the multiple thousand of dollar ranges. <clears throat> so, I've. I've been paid two hundred fifty dollars <laughs> to play one one round of a video game before. Yeah, like, that's how much it's, money they can be involved. It's ridiculous. It's definitely ridiculous. You don't have to disclose like the full amount of what they're giving you. Um, usually you can't because you have a contract that tells you that you're not allowed to. But you do have to use <laughs> hashtag ad whenever you are either getting any free product or getting um, any uh, monetary compensation for streaming a game. And that goes for social media, um, that goes for the content that you're making on Twitch, on YouTube. If you're getting anything free and you're posting about it somewhere, like you need to make sure that it's disclosed because that is the law. <laughs> yep. <coughs> it is confusing though, because say, say I got given a game code, because like, I get given game codes a lot, but yeah. I'm, never given, I'm never given them to make content. It's just people are like, oh, hey, play this game. Like, thanks for being you. I'm like, do I have to hashtag add this? Because yeah. I'm not getting... So there is confusion, but it's always best to say, like, this game was given to me by XYZ, mm -hmm. or... Yeah, stay transparent with all of that stuff. That's super important. 100%. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, that's super important. Uh, make sure that you guys are doing that, but... <clears throat> I really want to talk about, like, what's up? I'd say if a charity does offer to, like, pay for you to stream for them, probably stream for another charity. Yeah, or definitely check it out on that website. I know yeah. the one that you mentioned, which, what was that uh, again? I'll put the link in chat. It was Charity Guide or something? This one. Guidestar.org. Guidestar <laughs> so that one's really good. And then... Um, Charity Navigator is what I used to use whenever I did some work with Save the Children. <clears throat> that one's pretty good as well. I haven't seen this GuideStar one, but I'm sure it's great too if it comes from somebody who is literally like helping to run a charity. So yeah, definitely check it out um, before you guys get super invested into a charity and decide you want to start streaming for them. Uh, make sure that the amount of money that they're taking in is actually legitimately going to their cause and they're not paying like a million dollars to their CEO or something. A million dollars? Our last um, like financial report, we were at 94% of money going in, going to all of our different programs. So it's like we only have like a 6% 
of people getting paid like wages and like covering like some travel fees like some people have their travel covered i'm personally i'm like my travel would be too expensive because i'm too far away from everyone to bother i'm as i i'll just pay for it like yeah. I, i'm not gonna be that guy right for sure <clears throat> that's so awesome i'm really glad to hear the 8-bit salute and operation supply drop are just so you guys just care about the the cause and i think that's really great especially when there are some organizations that don't really put most of their money towards that so yeah make sure they don't pull a red cross yep Ooh. tell me about it <laughs> that's and you still get people like every christmas that are like donate to red cross give to the santa in front of walmart <laughs> i know so, they're they're they have pretty bad um classy they have really bad uh <clears throat> amount of their money that actually like goes towards the cause and the stuff that they <laughs> the stuff that they it advocate was... for there are a bunch of, of charities like that actually like a lot of them there are some very very questionable practices um within yeah this... i think not so well, like this is this is just me thinking this is not fact but i think red cross were doing something like 24 percent when like they got exposed for spending money on like just Paying paying employees far far too much. The CEO was taking in a bunch, and it's like, what are they actually doing? That's so terrible. Gosh. I, I could I could got my percentage wrong, but that's the number that sticks in my head. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. All right. The same yeah. thing happened with the Water Project. Like this, Winter Water Project CEO was taking home like eight hundred thousand a year for a few years. Then that all came out, and the board directors just like hoiked them out. And that's like that's the because it's like that's just not cool. And that's a great thing about five hundred one Cs, is even if you're a CEO of a charity, if you start doing shady crap like that, yeah, you you can't be like, oh well, like no one can touch me because the board directors is completely independent. They're like, you're gone. Like they just vote them out because like that's not what money should be. That's not where the money should be going. Yeah, that's awesome. And five hundred one C threes have a lot of requirements too. Like you can't pay your employees. Um, past a certain percentage or a certain mm -hmm. amount of what you take in. So that's really awesome. Um, so let's go back and talk a little bit about how uh, streamers can get more involved with this. So if somebody's listening to this on the podcast or seeing this on YouTube and they're like, yes, I want to help veterans. This is something that's very important to me because I'm either active duty or I'm a veteran myself. Getting more involved, obviously they're going to reach out to you. But what's kind of the first step that you would recommend for someone who's either smaller or more medium sized, not another Anthony Kongfin? <clears throat> How should they really set themselves up to have a super successful uh, charity stream for you guys? Uh, best way, A, I, I, if, no matter what your size, please reach out to me personally. Email me. I, my, email's in, I say, my email's in my Twitter. My Twitter is at SAMOS89. Like, mm -hmm. That's where you'll find me. Uh, or you just Google, uh, Google, uh, search on Twitter, Obi-Wan Shinobi, you'll find me there. And what I do with every streamer I try to work with is set up a quick meeting with them, talk about what they think their goal should be based on viewers, community, outreach. We set a goal, we get them to join the the team on Tiltify. And the reason that we, I should say, the reason we use Tiltify away from our website, because you can just direct uh, donate directly to us. Uh, which actually is a higher don amount of the dollar they donate comes to us via the 8-Bit Salute or Operation Supply Drop website. The downside is neither of our fundraising websites work uh, API-wise with Twitch. 
the great thing about Tiltify is if you sign up your charity, which we have done with um, Tiltify, the API there works with Streamlabs. So you can get alerts and overlays and everything like that for streams, which even though because there's a certain percentage of money that goes towards Tiltify to keep the website running, as you would expect, like say it's like we would take like 96% of the dollar that comes in we might only see like 92, I think it is, or something like that. There's like a 5% charge that goes via Tiltify. I, at the end of the day, that's going to be better for because people like to see their names on stream. Yeah, That's what a viewer a viewer gets that kick out of. Oh, look, I donated. So we eat with, a, okay, for streaming, we'll, take, we'll see that 5% and hopefully raise more money because people can see themselves and everything is alive. They're interactive. It's the whole reason Twitch is successful is because it's interactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being part of a one big team helps. We have a stream team as well that is open to anyone and anyone who wants to help us, uh, which is called the 8-Bit Salute stream team. So there's like, hey, this is my Twitch, can I join the team? I will automatically approve it. And if you're a veteran, we have the Millspecs stream team, which is a veteran-only stream team, which we invite any veteran, even if they're not fundraising for us, even if they're like, hey, I just want to be part of the veteran community and don't really want to fundraise, but I just want to have a place for veterans. Like We've got that ready for people to go as well. That's so awesome. I love that. <clears throat> and there are things that you can do during your stream, too, to kind of incentivize people to donate more. Um, there are things, like, during the stream you can set up. Um, so donation goals is a big one. Yeah, um, donation which... goals is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the breakdown. I can't remember the breakdown off the top of my head. Like, if you donate $100, this is how many like, troops you theoretically impact. We have that all broken well, down as well. So like we if, again with Tiltify you can do like a like a rewards for for your donation is like we could do it like the twenty five dollar reward where you've helped say helped impact the lives of twenty uh, that twenty five dollars would impact like five veterans or a hundred dollars would impact fifty veterans we have that all staggered as well but I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head yeah and the website I have for it isn't loading right now so I'm not sure why but oh no we've got, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> thanks awesome. websites thanks internet. Yeah, you can do that. And then also, so you get those really cool alerts. And then if you have, you know, once you get to your your total to like 50 bucks, maybe you get, um, you do some crazy dance on stream or you get to yeah. $100 and you get like a pie in the face or you get to like 200 bucks um, and just dude, I don't know. What else would you do? Like put uh, peanut be, butter on your Being is a huge one. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, if you guys know who... <laughs> Cinder is Cinder plays. She used to be mm-hmm. called Unholy Tentress. Now she's Cinder. Uh, she's the master of the bean uh, the bean boozled. Right, seeing her eat like it's funny. Like she'll get the quote unquote good one, but hate that flavor so much she'll prefer like what's meant to be the bad one. She's like, oh no, I've got like pineapple. I don't know if that's like the really? right one, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so I love watching her charity streams. Um, uh, Avery, little Sia. If any of you know who she is. Uh, known for just dance whenever she hits like a donation goal she'll either do like a blindfold dance or she'll get in a shark costume and dance the whole song in a shark costume or t-rex costume gee like she has nailed the just dance like scene and working with her on things has always been fantastic and just letting like your friends know if you're on a stream team um like hey guys i've got this stream coming up for a charity if you're streaming at the same time and happen to finish before I do, if you could come in, like, that's always great. Like, um, again, funny enough, Avery has, I think, two or three times now, Austin Marie has been fundraising for us. 
and Avery is coming with this huge host, huge raid. Like after her stream is finished, she's donated, and then like her community is donated as well. So it's not just the one community that's seeing this, mm-hmm. getting eyes on it everywhere. Like don't be like don't be like hey hey host me host me. Just like hey guys, I'm doing this for this charity. On this day, if you happen to stand by, awesome. Yeah, there's, there's definitely there's like different a ways host etiquette. Whenever you yeah. reach out to ask someone to support you, you definitely don't reach out to people that um, you don't have an established relationship with. So you want to make sure that it's like legitimate people that you know that you're friends with. Um, people yeah. in your community is really like the best place to go, especially if like our community is just a ton of streamers. Um, and you know, chances are pretty much everybody is going to have more streamers in their community as well. Or if you have anybody else, <clears throat> you know, that's a friend, just say like, Hey, um, I'm doing this. If you want to host me, that'd be cool. If not, just to let you know, this is where I'll be and this is what I'm doing and I'd like to see you. So yeah, just yeah, be very chill. <laughs> if you know, like any companies or anyone who like can get the word out to a big audience, it's always good just to reach out. Like for us, I, um, I can't say... I don't think it's been officially announced who we're doing a thing with in February, but and if there's a February stream happening with a company uh, that I actually need to follow up to make sure that is still happening. I know the stream is happening. I'm just going to make sure it's still a charity stream. It should be. No, I haven't been told it wasn't. Uh, no, I'm just panicking. Like, did this fall through? Uh-oh. I hope <laughs> um, um, but I take Streamlabs, uh, for example. OSD is part of the Streamlabs All-Star program. So come May and October... I get to work with the higher-ups at Streamlabs to promote uh, the event and any of the Streamlabs All-Stars will be like, hey guys, if anyone wants to sign up to take part in 8-Bit Salute, speak to this guy. So stuff like that is always fantastic. Yeah. Why? <laughs> That's probably the best question ever. <laughs> what? Backseat, why uh, do you do this? I think it would personally be harder with Ryu because I'm a Ken main, so. Nice. For those listening to the podcast, somebody in chat just asked, um, do you think Mike Tyson's punch out would be harder if Ken, wait, if Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter were in it? Ryu would be easy. Ken would be super hard to beat. This dude's crazy. Um, Do you guys have a guide online about how to do a charity stream? Oh. We did on our streaming resources program, which is a website that no longer exists. Uh, it's actually no. we had, but we moved it all to our Discord channel. We have what's called our Twitch Essentials, which has uh, how to stream with us, what to do, where to go. Here's all the overlays, everything you need. So it was online, but it's now just in our Discord channel. Awesome! That's really good. That's so, a really great so, resource. We'll make sure to yes, like post that. Yes, we do. But <clears throat> so yes, but no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll be sure to post that one in the show notes for you guys too. What were you gonna say? I was just trying to think of uh, where else it might be. There might be a blog on Front Towards Gamer. Front Towards Gamer is like our blog and gaming website. We have a lot of different websites. Mm. Uh, which is actually Front Towards Gamer is what we use for scheduling all of our. Uh, Twitch streams. So if you're ever wondering when OSD goes live, every stream should be scheduled on Front Towards Gamer as well. That's awesome. There was so much good information in this conversation, dude. Like, it's. I, like, I feel like it's so imperative for 
First, go ahead. Sorry, I'm so, just going to talk Everything I'm it. saying, like, it doesn't always just apply to OSD. It applies to any charity or anyone listening to this is looking to work with. Like, I know um, I know St. Jude always, like, have, they even have St. Jude played lives as a Twitter account now. If you're streaming for St. Jude, you tweet that, like, let them know, like, in advance, and I'm, they will, like, say, hey, this person is streaming. Like, go check them out. And they, again, they work very closely with their streamers as do special effects special effect is actually the charity that i did my first ever charity event for back in 2014 the very beginning of they have what's called game blast which takes place every february as that's like their main event of the year and again they have a very solid team that if you reach out to them they will reach out to you it's not going to get lost in the void so yeah you can take what i say and apply it to any charity pretty much every main twitch charity is on Tiltify as well, so you can sign up to stream for them there. And if there's a charity that you're want to stream for that you're not seeing, approach that charity, and they'll be they should be more than welcome to join Tiltify. Like I, away from OSD, I'm running what's called Cup Causes, which is a new charity initiative that I'm on the cusp of launching, and I'm working with a charity called Project Healthy Children. Uh, what we do uh, in Cup Causes is focus on effective giving, which is which charities are great. Which, which charities are doing the most good to the most people the most effectively? So how can you impact the most amount of lives in the, the most effective manner? And uh, the Project Healthy Children, uh, they are impacting malnutrition in Africa, which is currently impacting about 2 billion people's lives. And so like they weren't on Tiltify. So I reached out to them, they signed up, and our events are slowly going to be shut, kicking off this year for that. Yay, that's awesome. Charity is such a big part of Twitch, too. I really think, like, if you guys are looking to grow a community and looking to grow kind of, like, your personal brand, having charity inside of your community and having a community that you can kind of mobilize to support these causes outside of yourself are super important because everybody wants to feel part of something bigger, right? We want to feel mm -hmm. like we're part of something bigger than just ourselves or these tiny communities that we're in. We want to actually impact the world um, with our, our time inside of it. So I'm so grateful for Twitch that charity is such a big part of it. <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm and... blown away by it. When, before I sort of started working <laughs> in gaming officially and like properly, I was in the professional acting space. I'd been in the movie Kick-Ass. I'd been in the TV show Misfits. What? Uh, but I hated the industry. It was just so self-centered and everyone was me, 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 me. Like nobody was looking out for anybody else. Like, and it just, it just got to me. I'm like, I hate how like selfish this place is. This whole industry is just, ugh. like, don't get me wrong. I do miss making films and making stuff like the whole high production values. But I just like I just want to help people, and I'm clearly not gonna do yeah. that because like, the reason I got into acting is because I was I was inspired growing up by how much X actor made me laugh, and like this person is really making me laugh every time. I want to be able to give that to someone else, but I found that wasn't possible in the modern day. So I was like, I'm just gonna go into gaming, and I had to do like an unpaid internship. But eventually, found my feet in a contracting job that keeps my head afloat for the moment. So, and I can do some good at the same time, which is yeah. exactly what I wanted to do. That's awesome. Yeah, obviously, you, 
you never want to kind of set out to do this charity stuff for your own benefit. So if you're looking to get into charity because you think it's going to like grow your brand or it's going to make you more important in the Twitch community or it's going to grow your stream, like that's not the reason that you do it. Like those are things that (laughs) can definitely happen because of your involvement, but you need to genuinely and like authentically care about the cause. And that's what makes it so much more powerful, not only to your community, but also to you as well. Like you get this sensation of just satisfaction and knowing that you've impacted somebody's life positively is such a huge, (laughs) amazing thing that Twitch allows us to do. And also, uh, fun tip real quick. (coughs) Make sure Uh, you cough a lot during streams. Yep, yeah, make sure you cough a lot. Make sure you get the plague if you're trying to record a podcast. Because it definitely makes your podcast way more interesting and successful. But, um, so charity streams and helping others. So anything that you guys can do to either get involved with charity on Twitch or maybe get involved in your own community actually prevents burnout. So if you start struggling with um, feeling you know, more cynical about your content, feeling overwhelmed with your, your content, kind of scale back a little bit and help others more because that in turn does help you. Obviously, that's not the reason that we do it, but it does help you. Oh, yeah. And there's actually a point you made a second ago that I really want to hammer home is... Yeah. Uh, finding a charity that's right for you because don't be afraid to say no to a charity if they if what they're doing isn't where you feel you're most passionate about there's a couple of streamers who i've approached who are good friends of mine they're like we love what you do but like i only do one two charity streams a year and that's always for like breast cancer awareness or breast cancer research or for saint jude they're like like this is where i feel like i'm going to be most beneficial and like that like you're never going to offend anybody in the charity sector with that uh and if you do if somebody does get annoyed by stuff like that then they're probably not somebody you want to work with in the first place definitely definitely it's about finding uh, a charity i think that speaks to you yeah. more than anything also one huge thing is keep in mind that not everything everybody says uh when representing a charity is how the charity should actually be viewed like we've had some people who have volunteered time and tried to help fundraise or even like try to help recruit streamers. Like, I've had a couple of people work underneath me that like, help me recruiting people, and their methods were just appalling. They would go into streamer streams and be like, "Why aren't you streaming for this charity? Like, why aren't you streaming for OSD? You should be streaming for OSD right now. Like, we emailed you. Why haven't you responded?" And like really hounding them. I'm like, "Whoa, you need to stop. That's not." And then like, chat, like mm-hmm. speaking to the streamer, like she had a, such a negative opinion of OSD because of those people, and I'm like yeah that's that's not me that's not what we do those people got let go and i'm sorry that that ever happened and like it's why like it's why my like the team that i have for fundraising is just me at the moment because everybody that's tried to come in and help has sort of muddled the water and made things kind of worse by being overly aggressive and not knowing how to approach people yeah so always keep sure. the charity and the people behind it aren't the same thing and you could meet somebody who you love from one charity meet somebody else who's like this guy seems or girl seems like a bit like an ass and that puts you off that person or that charity but the charity themselves are always going to be different yeah definitely it's all about like 
kind of making your own decisions, maybe using those websites we gave you guys earlier and really finding the thing that speaks to you and what's going to make you feel fulfilled by helping. <clears throat> and I think it's awesome. Like you said, that's a really good point. You don't have to stream for the charity. If you like to do more kind of organizational um, or recruitment type of work, like there's a position for you as well. So any kind of skills or time that you can bring to these organizations will help out so much. Whether that's Operation Supply Job and Abit Salute, or if that's anything else that you guys are passionate about, you can even go to like, I think something really cool that people are, that I personally haven't really seen on Twitch is like finding maybe an animal shelter close to you. So and, funny you should mention that. Oh, please. Do, do you know who Ghetto Thunder is? No. So <laughs> Ghetto Thunder is good friends with Ada Bunny Foo Foo and like that scene in uh, he has he does local uh, shelter streams every year. It's once a year. It lasts like a week of like dip people different different turns. And oh. the amount that John has raised, he now has his own day named after him in that city. It's like National John Whatever Day oh in my that city. God. Is how much he's done. That's so like, awesome. Get a, like Get a Thunder is one of the coolest and most like animal focused people on Twitch. And like every time he does something, I'm like, how can I help? I'll just throw any extra money I've got at him, promote his streams as much as I physically can. Like, I'll even promote it from the Operation Supply Drop account because, like, we have military dogs, and so, like, we got to look after them as well. Oh, my God. I love that. I, I need to be friends with this dude because that's I such a good idea. That's such a good idea is, like, going out into your community, and you can actually stream to IRL now and go out and do literally any kind of volunteer work that you want to do and still, while you're streaming, be raising money for that place that you're volunteering at. So that's like so much potential. We got we have literally unlimited potential to be able to raise money for different places. It's all like it's only limited by our own thoughts and our own <coughs> creativity. I love that. Yeah, I've just sent you his Twitter so you can check out ghetto's stuff but oh I, I think he does it like every february every march is when his as i know it's early in the year he does this stuff and it's just it's perfect yeah i gotta be friends with this dude for sure for sure i'll send it here for you guys as well <clears throat> all right so let's go ahead and take any questions from chat if you guys have any questions about <clears throat> charity streaming on Twitch, um, or if you are interested in getting involved with Operation Supply Job specifically, feel free to ask us anything right now. <clears throat> and I'm going to try to not die of the plague right now. Actually, I'll be, give me like 30 seconds. I'm going to grab some more water. Okay. Uh, what's you going on to do? Like, quick yes, you can't hear by the way. Oh, sorry. I didn't see you. I can't hear you. I took my headset off. So I'm like, <laughs> I said, well, I should go and I'll do like a uh, a quick rundown of like the key things when like how to do a charity stream while I should go oh, and then cool. hopefully, hopefully that'll cover the time between you getting water and go for back. it. That'd be great. Okay. So like my advice to anyone doing a charity stream is first of all, contact the charity in advance that you're doing the stream, like give them warning because the charities will want to promote you. They'll want to work with you. If they have a Twitch channel, they will want to partner with you. They want to push your events in Discord. They will want to get the word out as much as they can. But they can't do it if they don't know it's happening. Like the amount of times people have gone, hey, I did a charity stream for OSD last week. I'm like, 
you could have told me like in a week in advance or even a, even a day in advance, even an hour in advance, I would be able to get some more eyes and promotion to it. So that's like that's one of the big things. Um, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, see if they have a Tiltify page because any charity stream that is done with like a hey donate to my PayPal and then I'll put the money towards charity. That's a big red flag. Like unless they have special permission from the charity. Like, don't don't do a charity stream to PayPal because that's the way that you get scammed as a viewer, and it looks very suspicious to people watching. Uh, we've actually had somebody who was raising money for us who then went and bought a brand new PC shortly after that charity stream, what? and we didn't see any donations. So it was a bit like not saying that he spent the money on that new computer, but we're saying he spent that money on a new computer. Wow. Uh, so that's a that's the big thing. Don't avoid doing a PayPal for your charity stream. Like, uh, get the ch all charities have their own donation websites, and uh, again, they're on Tiltify. That's the place to go. Um, trying to think, contact charity. Uh, obviously, if a charity has reached out to you and you do want to do something with them, uh, ask a member of that charity to be in the stream. Like. Whenever I do a stream with somebody, I make sure that I am in that stream to answer any questions from the streamer. Because a lot of times with charity stream, what will go wrong is the streamer is too focused trying to understand every ins and outs of the charity, remembering every detail that they forget how to cast or like mm -hmm. their cast isn't as like as flowing as it would be. So what I say to the people that I work with is know the basics like they do and like all the details leave to me. Like I will be in chat for the entire stream. As long as it's not like a 40, 60 hour stream looking at you, Anthony Confan, there was no way I could stay for all of it. <laughs> uh, That's so much. But there'll be somebody from the OC community there to answer questions saying, hey, this is what we do. I can answer this question. That's a big key thing as well. So there, there, but there are three, that make, three big points to always do for a charity stream. Tell them about who shall not be named. Oh, <laughs> this was from forever ago. I don't know why he's he's saying... Her name is she who shall not be named, but um, somebody did a really big uh, Alzheimer's charity stream, and um, I'm I'm assuming that's the one that he's talking about because that was somebody in the Dota community, and um, I streamed as well, and we raised like I don't know it was like seven hundred bucks or something, nothing too crazy, and donated it to hers, and hers was like the big massive one. I don't know. Say, oh, I don't know that story, Baxi. I have no idea what that is. Stole a shit ton of money? What? I don't even know who that is or what happened or... Whoa, bought a car? Okay, that's messed up. That's... That's not exactly the point of a charity stream. Yeah, not exactly. I mean... Kind, kind, kind of. of <laughs> took, a, took a little detour of where you were meant to go. Unless you class yourself as the charity and just didn't tell anyone that. Like, yeah, I'm doing a charity stream. I'm the charity. Unless she was registered as a 501, I'm not happy about <laughs> Oh my god. Anybody want to donate to Ashney Has the Plague Foundation? <laughs> Definitely taking uh, taking donations to this 501c3 to uh, get me the new lungs. <laughs> and the taco fund. Don't forget the taco fund. <laughs> taco fund is, is definitely way more important than my lungs, I think. I need to use EGADS more too. God. Apparently, Sayuri stole. What? 
What is this? All right. I don't... <laughs> I'm not going to get too involved in, like, past drama. Um, especially, like, in this cast. Because I want this to really be more focused on the charity and all the information that Samus here is kind of providing us with. So... Um, if you guys want to read that, like, that's that's on you. You can do that, but I'm not going to right now. <laughs> Taco Bell fund, yes. Torchies all Although, the way. Torchies, yeah. There's, there's, I live in Austin, so I can't, like, not get the best tacos. Yeah. There's no need for Taco Bell in, in Texas. I know. Not going to lie, though. I, I still eat it sometimes. <laughs> I've, I've had Taco Bell twice in my life, and both times it's turned to poop soup. And so I will never have that again. <laughs> That's that's what all my Texas friends call Taco Bell. It's like they're gonna enjoy it, but that's that's what happens. Yeah, poop soup. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to be back in Austin. Just I know. thinking about the. That's where here. I. I do. That's that's the one like really uh like, downside of doing five hundred one C work is mm -hmm. even though I have like the higher education, I qualify for all the working visas, and. Um, the reason I can't move out there is because OSD can't afford to sponsor somebody because 501 Speeds aren't really meant to be able to sponsor any sort of visas. So I'm just like, I love what I do, but I can't actually get out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grouty is so gross. We call it a rental since we'll only have it for a few hours. <laughs> Taco Bell rental. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> God, I'm done. How quickly we've gone from charity to poop. I know. What is happening? What? Look what you've done. I do this. This is what. This is the curse of having me on a podcast. I would just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there it goes. There goes the point I was making. It's <laughs> it's gone. We had a really solid like thirty minutes where we talked about charity, and now it's just poop, it's just soup, now. and tacos. <laughs> Which, if you should eat Taco Bell, it's the same thing. Oh, I wonder if there is. Need to do some research to see if there is. You're still muted, by the way. Oh, rip. Well, that's a thing. That's that's terrible. That is so fright <laughs> frightening. Angry wait, angry bowel syndrome. I've heard of IBS, but not ABS. That's not a thing. You're tripping. Angry bowel syndrome sounds much worse. That's terrifying. Poop soup brings in the viewers. Maybe it can be combined with a charity in some way. The 501c3 for... <laughs> okay. I can't. I can't handle this. You guys are disgusting. Get out I'm of sure here. We can, we can make the charity happen. God. Uh, <laughs> no. How would that even... How would, how would you stream for that? Like... If you're trying to get involved in the poop soup charity, like you, never mind. This is so gross. <laughs> charity. What you do is you do an IRL stream from Taco Bell's and go through what they're going through. <laughs> you stream the pain that you're in, and then people donate to get you like some like emodium and just solidify that. That's how that stream works. Oh my god. <laughs> and that's how you break terms of service, and that's how you get kicked off of Twitch. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Don't stream for poop soup, please. I might have to create the poop soup stream team now. 
please, no. <laughs> so gross. A stream of a group of friends, and the more money donated, the more Taco Bell they eat. <laughs> the Taco Bell challenge, where you have to eat, like, your way through the entire menu. Whoever gets the furthest. Uh, I think I could do that. Has to donate. I think I could eat, because uh, Taco Bell tacos are tiny. Like, in, like, you have to have, like, four or five to have, like, a decent meal, so mm -hmm. I feel like if I have one of everything on the menu, I could, I could give that a go. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I would definitely be up for the Taco Bell challenge. All right, we should come... actually do this. <laughs> All right, when I come to Austin, we'll do a charity stream, IRL it, Taco Bell challenge. Oh my god, I love this idea. Actually, like, I don't hate right, Taco can... Bell, so I'm fine with this. Like, I just like. I I don't dislike it. I just don't like what it does to me. But I'll be prepared. I will come. <laughs> I come with all the medication I need. Yeah, make sure you bring some Pepto Bismol. Isn't <laughs> gross? I can't. I I hate saying that word. I don't know why. Like, gross. <laughs> One of the biggest killers in the world. Yeah, I think so. In like underdeveloped countries. Mm. What, Grady? What are you talking about? I didn't ghost you. Did I ghost you? No. Mm. I feel so bad. I don't remember doing that. Tiny morsel, big outcome, or not outcome. I mean, if we're doing a, if we're doing a constipation <laughs> charity. Yeah, chosen. Go for it. Okay. Bye, backseat. Have fun. I love how we're talking about poop soup. Yeah, we are selling tacos still. People still want the tacos. Taco Bell, hit us up with that sponsorship. Yeah. You got our big torches. Torches, your preferred. We love you, torches. Torches, please, please sponsor us, torches. What is this? Javi came to say hi for, and you dodged. When was this? He came to say hi and he didn't even tell me. That's what happened. Um, here's the car that Chosen made me. It came. It comes this? in its own little case, and it says. It's a 1968 Mercury uh, Mercury Cougar, and he did it. He painted it in like hollow, or it's like it's like a like a iridescent okay. like greenish, cool oh, looking. No. I don't know how well you guys can see that color change of the car, but it's like pink and green, and it's pretty fucking cool. Ooh, look at that! That's really random. That's awesome. Thank you, Chosen. Hello. That's cool, Chosen. Painted her a car. That's interesting. <laughs> Stuff like that makes great giveaways for charity streams. Stuff that's homemade. Mm -hmm. Ah, one thing for doing charities, and again, St. Jude do this fantastically. St. Jude have what's called St. Jude Bake Off, Bake Life, I think they call it, where they do like all the cooking streams. And the best way to get donations during a cooking stream, make cookies, highest donator gets sent a batch of cookies. Oh, I love that. I love I know Bria Lee's done it for OSD before. Roxy Surf Chick, the very, very first female streamer, I might add, does it for St. Jude every year. Was she the first female streamer? What? Back on Twi uh, back on Justin TV uh, in 2009. There was only four streamers. Oh my and god. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, not many people know that. Huh. Yeah, I definitely yeah, didn't know that. The four channels were her. Four player podcast. Uh, can't remember who the other two were off the top of my head, but I know that they were two. Uh, what do I think about AGDQ? I think AGDQ is fantastic. 
Uh, I would love to attend one day. Like, all the speedrunning uh, charity events just blow my mind. And, yeah. We'll never have a bad word to say about them from what I've seen. What's... How do you do um, Roxy Surf Chicks? Oh, I'll type in. Channel? Yeah, you do. Because I know her... Isn't her Twitter handle like RXYSRF? Something weird like that. Painted it with nail polish. That's awesome, Chosen. Grouty, I remember doing that, by the way. I remember that. I was I was pretty drunk. <laughs> and yeah, I lost my phone charger, and then I walked out on, like, the red carpet out of, um, out of the secret booth. <clears throat> and <laughs> I just remember seeing, like, everyone's face waiting for the pros to come out, and they see, like, me walk out with Tiffany, and they're like, oh, two girls. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, Roxy is about as OG as you can get, Creator. Like, she came from the original YouTube scene, streamed on Justin TV, and then made a transition to Twitch. Uh, you can see her every day on uh, Alienware's Twitch channel because she runs uh, all broadcasting for Alienware. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see. Like Again, I was a massive Roxy Surfchick fanboy, and then she became... Okay. like. She, my mum refers to her as uh, her uh, adopted daughter. Like my, and she calls my mum like her, her second mum sort of thing. Aw, that's so cute. So it's, it's, it's just, I, like, I love Twitch as the community where you can like meet, game with someone, and they basically become family. Like, yeah. And I've got friends all over the world. That always blows my mind as well. Like, I can, no matter what time I'm awake, I, whether like it's my morning or whatever, like I can speak to somebody in Australia, in Canada, in America, like, I've got friends all over the world, and that just blows my mind. This has all come from doing charity streaming. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy how you can also, like, I could literally travel the world and just stay in pretty much any state, any country for free because oh, of yeah. how many people yeah. I've met on Twitch. It's crazy. Say, like, hey, I'm coming to visit. Like, cool. I'll get the spare bed made. Yeah, it's so cool. And that just that just wouldn't have happened, like, 10 years ago. Like, 10, 15 years ago, that just wouldn't have been a thing. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> What's up, Meadow? How are you? The beer garden was very lit, Grouty. <laughs> it was amazing. Although, I did pay for like an $11 beer inside before I learned about the beer garden, so I'm a little upset that I did that. <laughs> an $11 yeah. beer? Yeah, it was crazy. Did it, hold, did it hold you afterwards? God, I wish. Well, I wish it lasted way longer than it did too. It was really small. It really sucked. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I still have nightmares about it. <laughs> I would. I would that would keep me up at night. Like, oh no. I know. Then again, I just I spend a buttload of money on clothing, so I can't like complain. This is fine. At least with clothing, you have it for a long time. Like, you have it. You can I... wear it. With a beer, you drink it and it's gone. That's it. It's wasted. Oh. That's that's why I don't. That's one of the reasons I don't drink anymore. My drinking money goes on clothing, <laughs> buying every T-shirt that Filthy Casual has ever made. Oh yeah, you are a Filthy Casual fanboy, aren't you? Oh, uh, massively. They put a whole new line today, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god, did they? Yeah, they because it's packed out, so they released like I think six new T-shirts. 
like a sweater dress type thing. Oh, cool. Which sadly I couldn't buy because I don't think I would make it work. But yeah, got everything else. <laughs> I mean, you could. I would love to see that. I think it'd be perfect with the rest of your casual. Well, if if you'd seen me on view, view boat, you would have seen me in a bikini. Oh man, I missed it. I mean, it was on Twitter, but I think I scarred some people for life as well. Oh. Uh, that cannibal, cannibal queen tweeted me saying, I cannot ever unsee this, and it's all your fault. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I, I, sorry, Aaron. Hey, Electric. Hey, Grizzly. So, Samus <clears throat> runs 8-Bit Salute. <clears throat> I'm dying. I'm dying. I'll, I'll take, uh, so, I run 8-Bit Salute, which is the fundraising side on Twitch of the charity Operation Supply Drop, a charity, but I am just giving general charity advice because what I do with OSD and how we work with streamers and the advice we give, it works for pretty much any charity that you'll want to work with. That was perfect. Thank you so much. No worries. <laughs> you see you slowly dying. It's like, I'll take over while she just, just... It's terrible, dude. It's terrible. <laughs> Alright, guys. Make sure that you follow Samus over on Twitter. His Twitter handle is posted underneath the video, so it's at Samus89. And then you can also find all the information about Operation Supply Drop and 8-Bit Salute over there if you guys want to get involved. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for streamers as far as like getting on the front page, um, getting retweeted by like their social media, and just working more with a lot of really awesome creators and awesome contributors to the charity community on Twitch. So highly recommend getting involved in that, not because there's a lot of opportunity for you, but because you really care about the cause and you really want to do some good and spread some love in the world. <laughs> I need to go before I die. <laughs> I, I will say thank you for having me. Thank you, chat, for all your insightful questions, for your talks about tacos. And <laughs> just thank you for listening. And hopefully you've learned something. If you do have any questions, if there's something that I was unclear about, please, my email address is in my Twitter bio, so please shoot me an email anytime. And I normally, like, if I don't respond within, like, 36 hours, I'm either flying or I've just lost internet for some reason. Like, I tried to be, I tried to reply, like, within 24 hours to any email I get. Yay. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Like, you got sick, and then now I'm sick. <laughs> but we're we're powering through. The show must go we on. Made... We finally got here. <laughs> yeah, we finally did it. All right, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much, and uh, I will talk to you later. Take it easy. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. As you guys can see, there are a lot of opportunities for charity streamers. There reason that we do this isn't because we want to get the attention or to get a ton of donations or to make ourselves seem more important. I really want to stress that the reason that you should be getting into running charity streams and running events like this is because you genuinely care about the initiative and you genu genuinely care about the organization that is doing this work because it is very important like there are so many people that need to be helped in this world and for us to be 
influencers or even just micro influencers or people that are trying to build their influence. It's an amazing opportunity for us to do good in the world. And that's really the most important part, I think, at least this is my opinion, is about being a human being and just helping others and making the world a better place than what it was whenever we found it. So thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you guys want to talk to me any more about this situation, make sure that you hit me up on any social media at Ashney Christ, A-S-H-N-I-C-H-R-I-S-T. Um, of course, Samus was super generous in offering to give up his advice, his time as well. So if you want to reach out to him, that is Samus89, S-A-M-O-S-8-9. He's a really great guy. <laughs> Pretty much everybody in the Twitch community knows him. So if you haven't connected with this guy already, just reach out to him and be like, hey, I heard you on Ashney's podcast, and I'd really like to hear a little bit more about getting involved in charity streams. And I guarantee you, he would love to talk to you. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye!